Hi there. Thanks for finding us on the Spider Insight Podcast. It's our eighth edition of the Spider Insight Podcast, and it comes on the heels of the Spiders' victory at Stony Brook, which we will wrap up and preview Family Weekend coming up this Saturday at Robin Stadium against Hampton. Hi there, along with Christian Gravis, I'm Bob Black. Coming up, our special player guest will be Spider Safety Mikey Jermalowicz, who had a big interception as part of a big day for the Spiders in the win at wet and windy Stony Brook on Saturday. Christian, those elements were certainly challenging for both teams. The Spiders, we know the history, haven't won there in a decade. The injuries that continued to mount up all afternoon long. As Coach Russ Huseman said, one of the most gratifying wins he's been a part of during his time here at Richmond. Coach is always talking about next man up mentality and what that means. And, you know, it's the idea that when one guy goes down, the next person behind him on the depth chart is, you know, just as capable and ready of going in there and, and making up for it. And we really got to see that, you know, not the way that we'd like to, um, given the injuries that happened. But we, we got to see guys stepping up and making plays who, you know, came into Saturday's game not really thinking they might even see the field. The uh, quarterback situation was the most intriguing of all of them, if you can call injuries intriguing. But I think all of us were blindsided by it, even to the point that some of the coaches and personnel right up until a half hour before game time didn't really know about Kyle Wickersham's injury. We certainly didn't until Matt Smith was able to figure it out while he was down on the sideline and talking to people. And then Jackson Hardy comes into the game, is doing a fine job till halftime, and then he gets hit and he gets knocked out of the game. And now you're down to your third quarterback, Ashton Snellsire. What a story for him to engineer the drives that led to the Spider victory. It's incredible. You know, he- all these guys are always so prepared, and they are, they're all watching film and, and taking those mental reps and getting ready. Um, but Saturday morning still rolls around, and if you're Ashton, you know you think, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to come here and you know do what I need to do on the sidelines, though. And here you are now in the game, and it's your time to shine and show off, and, you know, and he held his own. Now, on the other hand, those were the inexperienced guys that helped the Spiders win. There were certainly experienced guys that helped the Spiders win, and no more so than running back Savon Smith, who really, for the first time this year, just kind of took this offense, put it on his shoulder pads, and really made sure the Spiders weren't going to lose and that they were going to be in a position to win. That's right. Picking up anytime your back can pick up 100 or you know plus yards in a game is it, you know it, it's going to be a, a fair favorable outcome for your team and you know anytime Savon's going to have a day like that uh you know you hope to see Richmond um you know benefiting from that on the uh the opposite end but yeah 106 yards on 22 carries and especially in the fourth quarter I think he really came alive he was getting you know bottled up a little bit there in the beginning of the game but you know I think he was getting better reads and maybe better uh you know openings and holes in that line for him come the second half You know, on a day like that, if any group kind of enjoys it, and we'll hear this from Mikey in a few minutes, we'll talk to him about it, it would be the defensive guys. I think they do have an advantage over the offensive guys on a day like Saturday, and that proved to be the case, and and the defense came up with some big-time plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you had just said, a a weather situation like that, granted – you know, we're on Long Island, we're near the ocean, but during the game, it felt like I was in the ocean. I thought, you know, it's pretty wet, and I was up in the press box for part of it, so I can imagine what the guys on the field, how they felt. But yes, those weather conditions, those do favor the defense, and, and you know, kind of making up for the fact that the offense might not be throwing as much as they would, <clears throat> and, you know, the Spiders had a day with them. 
And then special teams, again, came up special for the Spiders. Obviously, Andrew Lopez with a pressure kick in bad elements to knock in the game-winning field goal. And then a couple of other def- uh, defensive special teams plays, particularly on that point after touchdown. The block by Matthew Trainer was executed uh, about as flawlessly as it possibly could have been. That's right. And I remember we got on the bus afterwards, Bob, and we were talking. We said, you know, if Matt Trainer doesn't get a hand on that ball – you know, now it, it's a tied football game. We're probably still on the field playing in overtime. Um, and so if we can avoid that, by all means, we get back on the bus, get back to Richmond a little bit sooner. Uh, but, yeah, that hand on the ball is just a perfectly executed blocked PAT from Matthew Trainer, And that's amazing to see out of a freshman like that. He's going to be great for us for a long time to come. First CAA game of the year for the Spiders, so good to get off on the right foot from that perspective. And then we talked long and hard about the history there. I know our guys don't. You know, they obviously didn't experience the length of that history, but they certainly heard about it, that Richmond hadn't won there in a decade. So to kind of be able to exorcise those demons had to feel good as well. Absolutely. It's hard to get any road win, especially in the CAA. But for whatever reason, you know, Stony Brook has thrown the Spiders fits for a decade um, and even before that in some regard. But to be able to go up there to get a road win, to have the injuries that we did and still be able to come out on top, uh, that it's very telling for this team. And we had talked, you know, we're going to learn a lot after the Morgan State loss. We say, you know, we're going to learn a lot going into Michigan State about this team. And then, you know, obviously Michigan State is the opponent that they are. So we say we're going to learn a lot in the Delaware State game. I think we really learned about this team the most we have all season during this Stony Brook team. I think the thing we learned the most is that this team does have good depth. We've been talking about it since August, right? And it certainly raised up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You see guys like uh, – especially uh, like Camden Bird on, on the defensive line coming in there and playing D-end when Xander Barnett goes down. Um, and like we keep going back to the just that next man up mentality. Bryson Perker's out, Mikey Jarmal, which comes up and has a big day. Uh, you know, So just seeing those gaps be able to get filled, Parker Mitchell, Trey Gray down on the offensive line filling in. So knowing that you can rely on and count on these younger players, maybe a little bit more inexperienced players to come in and make up for those those holes is huge. Perfect time to bring in our player guest on our Spider Insight podcast. Christian just mentioned him, Mikey Jermalowicz, the transfer from Colgate, had the opportunity to start because of the injury to Bryson Parker. He's been playing a lot anyway, uh, but did have the opportunity to be on the field from the get-go and had a terrific game with the seven tackles and then the interception that he almost returned for a pick six. So Mikey Jermalowicz joins us on our Spider Insight podcast. Mikey, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this week. And just tell us, what was the vibe? What was the feeling amongst you guys throughout that game and then to come up with such a hard-fought victory? Firstly, thank you for having me. It's uh, great to be here. Um, and that um, that game was exciting, a lot of ups and downs both ways, just a lot of fun to be a part of it. Um, and it was awesome to have a great win at Stony Brook in uh, you know, some bad weather. But um, it was great to just get an in-conference win. As defensive guys, how did you attack primarily the elements that you played through Saturday? <clears throat> Nothing really changed for us. We uh, we were just excited to play football, I think, and um, we didn't really pay attention to the weather too much. We just knew that they were going to run the rock, and uh, we attacked it full speed. Was there some thinking along those lines as you switched quarters and the wind is either in your face or at your back and for Stony Brook's offense that, hey, they're not going to be able to throw the ball. We're going to we're going to come up in the box. For sure. That that came into uh, play a little bit, um, especially going into the game all week. We were kind of prepared for them to 
maybe throw out some heavy heavy personnel. But then throughout the game, in between quarters, like you said, when we were switching sides, uh, we were aware, hey, you know, they got the wind on uh, to their back. Be ready for a double move and a shot. Hey, they're going into the wind here. Be ready for just more more of them running the ball. And then that came a factor as well on special teams where it's like, hey, they got the wind to their back. Or, or we have the wind to our back. And, you know, Tressler's going to really boot this one, so be ready to cover. So that was in the back of our minds, just in between quarters and things like that. Walk us through your week of preparation, knowing that you'd probably be going up to Stony Brook and would be starting with Bryson Parker out. Nothing really changed on my end. Uh, I just uh, continued to watch the same amount of film as as I always watched. It was great to have um, in practice reps, more of those, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of limited reps because of uh, Bryson getting majority of those. So that that really helped uh, in my preparation. But otherwise... um, the film stayed the same. All the uh, other things outside of football stayed the same. And um, just kept my nose to the grindstone. The team always preaches, especially coach, that next man up mentality and kind of living and dying by that. And you could say on Saturday's game, we were living and dying by next man up mentality. Um, and you were one of those people that had to be the next man up and you kind of had the week to prepare, but not everybody did on Saturday. So kind of just talk us through the team's mentality uh, when it comes to that. Uh, I think we have, for one, we have a very talented team. Uh, and so just whenever somebody's opportunity arised, they took advantage of it and they succeeded. And I think, um, you know, we had two offensive linemen go down, starting offensive linemen go down. And and even in the fourth quarter when Stony Brook knew we were going to run the ball, we still had a really good push up front. And um, Savon and everybody else was able to, you know, get like six yards of carry in the fourth quarter when things are tight. And uh, I think that really just speaks volumes to those guys who were in a second string position, stepping up and making the most of their uh, opportunity. Walk us and talk us through the interception and, oh, how close you came (laughs) to a pick six. Case to throw on third down, and this one's intercepted by Mikey Jarmalowicz. He's back to the 10, to the 5. He's tripped up as he lunges for the goal line. He didn't quite get in, but the Spiders are going to have it first and goal down at the 1-yard line. Mikey Jarmalowicz with his first Spider interception. We were in cover 2 into the boundary. I felt both my uh, vertical threats, so I just was midpointing. I kind of settled, saw quarterback, uh, saw the tight end kind of looked like he was running a seven cut, overthrown, kind of just fell in my lap, uh, which was awesome. Thank goodness I caught it in that in that weather. Uh, and then on my return, I was going, I was weaving, and uh, I was just thinking, you know, just run down the sideline. I, I can get this. I can beat everybody with some speed. But obviously I wasn't fast enough because that quarterback tripped me up at, like, the five-yard line, and then – I tried like hopping and then diving, and I came up a yard short, and it was <laughs> so frustrating. But um, it was a uh, just a great play, and everybody you know made a few blocks and everything. And it was like I said, great game too. Just so much fun. Block PAT, the weather, stopping the run, um, a couple you know like trick plays for them with like a pop pass and stuff like that. So just exciting all around. You see the ball flying through the air coming towards you. Does time slow down a little bit, or is it all, is it, you know, is it like a, a blackout situation where you don't even know what's happening? It's just next thing you know, you're down by the goal line. No, I, I kind of felt it all happening. I remember, I, I swear, I think I saw uh, Wayne's face, like, looking at me, like, like who should I block? So, uh, 
it didn't really slow down for me. I I would say though, like when the ball was in the air, it kind of slowed down. And then as soon as I caught it, it's kind of like you know Madden when you get an interception and then like the field like it stops for a second and things flip around. That's uh that's kind of what happened for me. It was pretty funny. So you're living in a video game a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, talk us through. Obviously, for the fans that couldn't be there or didn't watch on on Flow Football, it was you know terrible conditions, rain, wind. It was tough to be out there. It was tough for fans. You know, and when I was down there on the field, I could tell, like, wow, it's it's kind of quiet down here, and you can really hear. Does that help a defense when it's quiet like that to be able to kind of hear your guys better? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of communication that has to go across kind of the whole field um, based on coverages, and, and uh, I know up front they have to uh, – the linebackers have to set the front, and um, whether there be a blitz or stunt involved, I know they have to do that. So definitely makes things um, easier for the defense to communicate across the board. Hey, Mikey, um, back in the summer, we talked to you, introduced you to our Spider fans with our transfer tracker. And one of the things we talked about with you was the difference between being a safety who might get some interceptions and being a safety who might come up into the box and be a hard hitter. And we have seen that from you. We saw it in the Michigan State game and the Delaware State game and again on Saturday. What's kind of your mentality, not the picking off passes part, but the part where you come up and become such a solid tackler? I just uh, I just really enjoy playing football. Uh, I'm really passionate about it. So, and I knew going into that game, especially with the weather, like we we said that they were going to run the rock. And so, just my keys were telling me that um, I got to come down and fit. And so I'm going to just kind of take somebody's head off and make some thick contact, and um, and just do my job. And uh, and I really enjoyed making contact and uh, getting somebody on the ground. What's the transition been like? Uh, we did talk to you in the summer yes. about coming from Colgate, but you were just kind of getting your feet wet and getting indoctrinated. How about now making that transition from Colgate to Richmond? Like I said uh, earlier, uh, in the summer it was really smooth. It's still been really smooth. Um, and uh, I've been getting more confidence um, just on the field, but um, I'm also feeling really uh, you know, a part of the team now. I'm officially a part of the group me, which is awesome, the group uh, chat. Uh, so – that that only took like three weeks of the season to get into, and uh, yeah, I, I feel great. I'm I'm really happy that I'm here, and I feel like I made a really good decision. I've been up there a few times. Talk us through the differences between Richmond, Virginia, and Hamilton, New York. <laughs> uh, one that just comes straight to my mind is the weather. Uh, it's the weather's been great. I know we've had uh, a few rainy days the past couple of days, but that's nothing compared to kind of what they're going through. I know it's like late. September right now and I know up there pretty much the whole foliage up at Colgate would be you know uh, all the autumn colors orange red brown Mm -hmm. here it's still kind of green which is awesome Uh, it's really cool uh, just temperature wise down here and then uh, you know school size is about the same food's way better too I have way more (laughs) options which is awesome (laughs) Lee's chicken which is great Uh, and uh, I went to a nice Italian restaurant the other night uh, lost letter so it's just it's been great down here. I, re- I really love it. Hey, one of the other things, and I'm not trying to throw shade at Colgate, all due respect, but winning football. How important was it for you? I mean, I'm sure you didn't win there as much as you would have liked. Mm-hmm. How important was it for you to have seen what Richmond did last year and what potentially we can do this year with you being a part of that? That was the biggest one of the biggest factors for me I, I wanted to be a part of a successful winning uh, football team and I, I saw how accomplished uh, Richmond was last season uh, and I know they had a like a heartbreaker versus uh, Sacramento State 
um, and I, I was kind of surprised. I was watching my brother's game um, that week. I think they were playing UNH or – yeah, they were playing UNH and you guys were playing Sac State. And um, I was like, wow, like I, I can't believe they lost. I thought they could have beaten them. But nonetheless, they uh, – the Spiders just have a great offense and they had a really good defense and um, – they won football games, and that's what I wanted to do was win football games. And now that we're 500, I think we can really continue and carry this momentum going forwards. So you just had said your brother, and I had not—I had no idea that you had a brother that played college football. Me either. Just <laughs> pulled it up on my laptop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jake Jarmalowicz at Holy Cross. Yes. So, uh, and it looks like, you know, he's playing the same position. Yes. Uh, so kind of talk us through what, what what's it like to have a brother who's also – you're not twins, are you? No, no, okay. we're 18 months apart. Okay, wow. So yeah. talk talk us through what it's like to have a, a brother that plays the same position as you, mm-hmm. um, maybe like growing up in the backyard, <laughs> kind of just talk us through that. Um, it's great. It's awesome. I really enjoy it. We help each other through everything on and off the field. And then, you know, especially like this summer, um, you know, he was struggling a little bit in camp. He was just in his head a little bit. And um, so he, you know, I helped him with some of his film. Um, hey, like, you should be doing this when you should be doing that and then just like whenever we're home winter breaks and everything we're always working out together we're always pushing each other you know if one of us doesn't want to do field work or we don't want to lift we're pulling the other person off the couch and uh it's just great having a brother who um enjoys playing football too and i know he's going through it right now he just fractured his elbow last uh two weeks ago versus uh yale and i know he's trying to get back and so i'm just i'm there for him too um you know mentally because injuries suck and so you would have <laughs> played against him at some point right or I, no yes okay. um my so my junior year he was kind of just special teams he was a sophomore at that point um and uh played against him a little bit really didn't cross paths that much and then my senior year we um it's a little bit harder because you know we're both on defense but he was on he was on punt and I was on no I was on punt he was on punt return I was like I'm not gonna let him block this thing <laughs> and I, I came down hard on him and uh yeah it's just it's just great seeing him and I know my parents really enjoy it uh, my dad made shirts that say like holy gate and then uh like so the holies in purple and the gates in maroon and then on the back it's Jamalowicz and then half of it's in the maroon and purple with the numbers and everything made sweaters for my family and everything and so they really like it, and it makes things easier for them too because they just come to the same game. Well, maybe we'll see them in the playoffs or Hopefully, something like right? that. We can think big picture there. Yeah, right? We're glad to have the other brother here <laughs> as a Richmond Spider, Mikey Jermalowicz. Thanks for visiting with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, Bob, it's, it's awesome anytime you hear stories of these guys having siblings that are also playing – college football and that they go home and that, you know, it, it makes me feel good. I bet it makes, uh, you know, Scott Bring, strength and conditioning coach and coach Huseman feel really good that they're going home and they got really good competition to go play with in the backyard. Um, and so we'll see actually Kwanye Vini wide receiver on our team. His brother is a wide receiver at North Carolina A&T. And so we'll get another sibling rivalry uh, down the line a little bit, but first we have to get to Hampton. Yeah. And that's this weekend here at Robin Stadium, 2 o'clock. Bob, what are you seeing out at the Pirates? Yeah, uh, first of all, family business, right, for all those guys. That is their family business is football. So it is. You're right. Really neat to, to see that. Uh, well, Spiders played one of their better games of the year last season, handled Hampton down there, 
on their homecoming. So now they're coming back up here on our family weekend, and it's the start of back-to-back home games, kind of a home stand for the Spiders. And now coaches and players kind of stay away from that a little bit. Mikey alluded to it a little bit, but this is a great opportunity for the Spiders here to, you know, start to stockpile some victories, quite honestly, in the CAA with a home game against Hampton this week and then an always tough main team next week. I think the thing that would probably worry me the most this week is that Hampton was off last week. So now you got to kind of prepare for the unknown a little bit because, you know, teams take that kind of time to put some new wrinkles both offensively and defensively. They had a chance to sit back and just watch the Spider game on Saturday. So I think that will be the challenge, you know, as the coaches put the game plan together is like what else could be coming that we haven't seen yet because they've had 14 days to put new things into their playbook. And for me, the biggest thing is, you know, that this this was a week off that Hampton didn't have to play a game and get injured. Yeah. And so, <laughs> what do you, we know about if you, that? If you look at our Saturday, that you know, we did not walk out of there unscathed. We walked out with some injuries of some some key guys. And so that's the biggest thing that sticks out to me for this game is that Hampton has had that week off and you know, to continue to watch film to get healthy to rehab. And. Um, We should tell you that we are recording this week's podcast very early in the week on Monday. So we're asking the same questions that all of you are, I'm sure. And that's, you know, who's still injured, who's gotten healthy, who's going to play, who's not going to play way too early in the week. Even if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday morning with us recording it on Monday, really no way at this point for us to know the answers to those questions. Uh, we'll certainly have them as the as the week continues to unfold. Uh, and Hampton, uh, Christian, is off to a 2-1 and one start. Uh, this will be their first conference game, just like it was for Richmond last week. And I think we learned it's just a little different feel, a little different intensity, a little different vibe when you start playing conference games. And this will be Hampton's first. That's right. When we started off, you know, zero and two, and and after the Michigan State game, coach said season starts now. Well, you know, if you go zero and two in the CAA, it's really hard to just say every week, all right, now we got to start, now we got to start, now we got to start. Eventually, you know, the weeks slip past you, and you're at the end of the season, and you know, you're not in contention to fight for a championship. Luckily, we are still though, uh, and and so. You know, the season did start after that Michigan State game. We've seen with these two games we've been able to put together since then that, you know, that was, it was true. We could kind of restart from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to trying to get out to practice this week. I'm sure you will as well because it will be intriguing to see who's able to practice and how much and who the replacements are for the Spiders. That next man up mentality and they will have a full week to prepare. Whether it's the quarterbacks, whether it's the offensive linemen, whether it's the defensive linemen, uh, guys are going to have the whole week to prepare to play a football game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And seeing the two offensive linemen that we lost in Gavin Lamp and Cade Sawyers during that game, which is incredibly tough for us, but uh, you know, Coach talks about it a lot, is the it, um, you know the ability for the linemen to kind of be versatile and move up and down positions. Obviously, we've seen Ryan Cole during his career play everything up and down the line, even tight end. Uh, and so I think we're going to see a little bit of shuffling down there on that line and then you know maybe a little bit of creativity in that quarterback position with really what are we going to get. I said this on the air with, with Jasmine and Matt Saturday, but it's been well documented that Coach Usman's favorite position group is the offensive line. I think it's even gone up another notch after what they were able to pull off on Saturday with, as you said, a couple of redshirt freshmen, guys who are in different positions, and they were able to do a more than creditable job to help the Spiders win that game. And we'll see who comes out of that offensive line when the Spiders get the ball the first time on Saturday. All right, Saturday is family weekend. 
uh, 2 o'clock game, obviously on 106.1 ESPN. Our radio coverage on the video side, Flow Sports, as our live video streaming is always in the CAA, and our game will be televised regionally by Monumental Sports Network. That's the old NBC Sports Washington that is now Monumental Sports Network with a 2 o'clock kickoff time Saturday. That's right, 2 o'clock, a little earlier for us. So, uh, you know, got especially this time of year, Bob, you, gotta, you, know, you really got to look around and take in the fall foliage, but you want to be able to do it in daylight. Should be a great Saturday afternoon. We look forward to welcoming all the families back on campus, and we hope the Spiders give them a great performance Saturday afternoon. Christian, thanks. Thanks, Bob. He's Christian Gravis. I'm Bob Black, our special player guest, Mikey Jarmalowicz. We thank him for stopping by and joining us as well. Back at it again next week. We'll wrap up the Hampton game and look forward to another home game at Robin Stadium against the Maine Black Bears. Until we talk to you next week, thanks for joining us this time around on the Spider Insight Podcast.